Hey, and a very warm welcome to the Into the Light Web podcast with me, your hostess, Joanna Hunter, metaphysical teacher, spiritual life and business coach, published author, and the high priestess of the Light Web, a spiritual technology that will change your life. This is the place to be to talk everything under the Light Web from consciousness, relationships to money to spiritual business and everything in between. Hey, and a warm welcome to this week's solo podcast episode with me, Joanna Hunter. So a warm welcome to the Into the Light Web podcast. And today we're going to be talking about a really juicy subject, prayer. So I've had a beautiful message from a dear client called Christine. And here is what she's written. She's written, hi, Joanna, I have just seen your Facebook post about prayer being an integral part of your business. As I may have commented before, I am confused as what prayer actually is, and it seems that people turn to prayer as a bargaining chip when a crisis happens, as in, dear God, please don't let X happen, and I'll promise Y, or something that I've learned by rote, like the Lord's Prayer, and recited after a sermon in church on Sunday, or the petitioning for someone's health or world peace. To me, I see prayer is often like a begging letter, and I would love you to do a class on prayer to clarify, well, everything, really. I'm not, I'm sure I'm not the only one who struggles with this. So I love, love this question. And Kristen, you are not alone because I completely and utterly used to always think prayer was like, sometimes a little bit desperate. And other times I was envious of people who could pray so easily. And and I always felt a little bit like kind of self-conscious or dear Lord, you know, and I was like, I would always feel a little bit like a bit weird about it. And um, now, so how do I go from feeling a bit weird about it to prayer being an integral part of my business, an integral part of my life? So let me... um, tell you. So prayer can be many things, but for me, ultimately now, it is a connection to source. And prayer can be done from a couple of different energies. And I think the energy that Christine here is describing is the energy of where we are in the void. And when we are fully, fully immersed in the energy of the void, we are disconnected from source. And we are in a desperate attempt to reconnect to source. So we are, you know, we're beseeching, we're saying, please, please, please help me. Um, And this is where we can have the bargaining aspect of like, if you do, you know, if, if you make this happen for me, I'll do X for you, right? Like that's the bargaining aspect of it. Or we have the, you know, the the please 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 where it starts to feel like a begging letter and things so for me what um prayer really is is a communication with source and for me as well my favorite form of prayer is uh, a prayer that i learned from a woman called tasha silver and she has written a book called change me prayers And what I really, really love about this, because often when people are praying, they're praying for their circumstances to change. They're like, 
please, please, dear universe, change these circumstances and make them like these circumstances instead. And um, Skylar teaches extensively on circumstantial power and personal power. What I love about these change me prayers and how the change me prayers go is, dear universe, dear source, dear God, whoever you want to address, change me. And then you fill in what it is. So for instance, change me into the person that can achieve my goals with effortless ease. It's a beautiful change me prayer. Change me into the person who can achieve my goals with effortless ease. Try it on. Try it on and just say it out to yourself. And what I really love about the change me prayers is that we're not looking for the outer world to change, right? Because we cannot, with the best will in the world, control the outer world. There is one world in this world that we can control, and that's ourselves. So we can control ourselves, and we're asking to be given the means to make the internal shifts and changes to becoming a vibrational match for the thing that we desire or the thing that we want. And I think that when we do prayer from an empowered standpoint, not the void energy, but from source alignment instead, and that we're actually inviting the universe to come and play in our energetic field and co-create with us, to come and co-create what's next or co-create the next thing with yourself. When we're in that kind of very, very desperate, desperate energy and we're beseeching the universe, we're like, please, 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 um, universe, you know, like, I will do anything if you do this for me. Um, where that's coming from, if we're really honest with ourselves, often where that's coming from is A, a very desperate place. And that's not to make light of anyone who is praying like that, because we don't know what somebody else has been going through or what somebody else is facing. But it is a very desperate place within them. It's a very difficult place within them that they are facing. So while we're in that energy of like absolutely beseeching the universe, please make this okay for me. Please sort this out for me. Um what we're doing is we're tapping more deeply and deeply into the void. So I prefer not to pray from that place. What I prefer to do is to pray from the place of co-creation and play from, pray from the place of self-empowerment. So instead of using um, the tool of prayer as I'm handing my power out, I use a tool of prayer of how can I rise in my own personal power instead of asking God, universe, source to change my outer circumstances. How can I use this beautiful tool of prayer to set an intention to be the change I wish to see in the world? And that creates a different vibe and a different energy. You can almost feel the difference between the two of how the energy, the vibe just switches. So for me, um, prayer is this beautiful opportunity to co-create with the universe. So I'm talking about my intentions within my prayer. And we're also surrendering in prayer. So another aspect within prayer, and this was a very difficult energy for me. Um, I was very much of um, like the you will never take me alive type uh, energy before um, I really, really got to embrace surrender. So in prayer, um, sometimes when in prayer, that is the tool that I use to surrender to what will be, will be. 
right? And there's a lot of power to surrendering to the moment, to the what will be will be, right? That's not, and, and before I, I used to think, well, what do you mean surrender to what will be will be? Like, and does that, that sounds like giving up to me. That sounds like, you know, that sounds a bit desperate. That sounds like you've just given up now. Um, and of course, that that rebel streak I have inside of me would be like, no, they'll never take us alive. I will fight you on the beaches. I will fight you on the streets. And I, I thought, but now the way that I see prayer is that I am, it, it's kind of a bit like, um, I, do, I don't know if this is Alcoholics Anonymous, but there's this beauty, the serenity prayer, right? Like, um, please allow me to accept, you know, life as it is basically and, and change the things that I can change and accept the things that I cannot. That is surrender. And I think so many of us are trying to change situations or circumstances that we cannot change. Um, and, you know, when we're going through hardships and we're going through difficulty, and that's often when people actually whip prayer out, is when they're going through the hardship, when they're going through the difficulty. And, and, and it's a beautiful practice and it can be a powerful practice if practiced from an empowered energy point of view. I happen to think that prayer is a little bit of a double-edged sword because when practiced from a disempowered energy, it can be hugely disempowering. Um, but when we're really practicing prayer, for me, what I'm doing is I'm saying to the bigger part of me, which is the universe, here's my intention. Here's what I would love. Here's what I would, I want to create within the energy. But I'm also part of me is surrendering to what will be will be. So I am surrendering to that part of uh, myself that if these circumstances cannot change, I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm not going to fight them because if they cannot be changed, they cannot be changed. And, you know, help me to move into that acceptance of that. And then I'm but the things that are able to be changed illuminate them in me, highlight them in me, show me the way to make those changes, to make those switches. Because I fully, fully understand that nothing changes unless something moves. So something has to move in the internal world in order for something to move in the external world. So I know I need to be a shift or a change that I wish to see myself. So for me, prayer is this beautiful opportunity to literally talk with the universe and in dialogue. And one of the things is that we have been conditioned and taught that God universe in source is often like kind of like an inanimate object that you know we're we're praying to this thing but like are you listening I don't really know do you hear me I don't know there's this thing when we pray from an empowered mindset and we are choosing to be in an open dialogue the most beautiful, incredible thing happens is that the universe begins to answer you. The universe begins to um, speak back. And the first thing that I want to say is the universe doesn't speak English or any other language on this planet. So you might be like, okay, <laughs> how do I hear its answers then? So the universe will use a multitude of ways to communicate with you. So it could be an alignment. 
It could be a song on the radio. It could be whatever. It depends whatever you're praying on, but you will start to find that there is this dialogue happening. Maybe you were, you know, maybe you were praying about you were in a, a business situation, for instance, and you cannot see a way forward. You have hunted, you have looked high, you have looked low, you cannot find a way forward. And yet, you know, you need a solution up in here. So that's a perfect time for prayer. So in prayer, you could say, universe, I'm open and available for a way forward here. Universe, I am open and available to um, finding the solution in this situation. And so we've set powerful intention. We've opened our energy up powerfully by telling the universe, I'm open and available for this. And if there is a way, the universe will show you the way. But equally, because you have opened your energy, if there is literally no way, the universe will show you. That's a dead end. But here's what I got for you instead. And so it creates this dialogue between the two of us or between myself and the larger part of me, which is the universe. And it's the same for you. You and like I call it little you and big you, right? The big universe and like little you. <laughs> and it's all big you. And so we're in dialogue. The beautiful thing for me about being in dialogue with big you the universe is that the universe draws on a far superior energy base than my human self. And that's not to diminish my human self. My human self is spectacular. And just as your human self is spectacular. But here's the thing, your human self is the culmination of your current life experiences. That is your whole lot. That is your well that you're drawing from. And if you are lucky enough to remember some of your past lives, yes, you get to draw on some of those experiences too. But again, it's quite limited. The universe draws on the vastness of itself. And so it draws on every human that ever was, every human that ever will be, and every human that is now. So the well that it draws from is so much larger and so much more superior. So when we are surrendering to this conversation and we're having this conversation of back and forth with the universe through the medium of prayer, what we are doing is we're opening up our energy beautifully and saying, you know, maybe I don't know it all. <laughs> <laughs> maybe my 47 years here I don't know it all that's okay um but I'm ready I'm ready for myself to be to have my mind opened to have my to have a different way shown to me because if I have come to a dead end within my own self and therefore I'm employing the agent of prayer, what I'm doing is I'm opening myself up to new and fresh energy. I'm opening my energy up to more. The other practice that I really love to use prayer for is um, Skylar teaches what you wish unto another, you wish unto yourself. And I love this. Now, this is, I'm going to try and describe this energy because this energy gets a little bit tricksy. If you pray for other people for the specific reason that praying for other people will get you good stuff, it will not get you good stuff. 
Pray, the practice of praying for other people is a practice in non-attachment. Okay, so let me get into this. The practice of non-attachment is where you do not attach any of your own energy into the place, situation, or thing that you're doing. So you're not like, oh, I hope for this outcome, or oh, oh, I hope this will happen. And we're attaching our expectations, our energy, or any form of our energy into the conversation. So when I feel helpless in life, um, and it happens in this world fairly often, when I hear of a horrible news story, or I hear of somebody else suffering that, you know, I have no means of getting to that person physically. They might not know me. They probably wouldn't appreciate some strange Scottish lady knocking on their door going, hey, can I help? Um, so what I like to do is when I hear stories like that, um, it can lower your frequency and it can lower your vibration. And all that's done then is whoever is going through the suffering, they're suffering. And now with your lowered frequency, you have begun to suffer as well. So that's like energy attracts like energy. So when we hear suffering, we're more likely to suffer. So we can choose our energy, though, and that's the difference. And in choosing our energy, we can also create a ripple of healing and a portal of healing for the person that is maybe suffering in that moment. So if you listen to the news and you see a new story and you, it's by suffering and it starts to take your vibration down, what I like to do is just send a prayer for them. And I just say, please send all the assistance that these people need. Send everything that they need. Send the healing and the love that they need for that moment. And what I do is immediately my vibration rises because I'm connecting to source. So of course, it's going to rise. The next thing that happens is that the helpless feeling is immediately cut off because I'm doing what I can in that moment. And if what I can in that moment is only to work within the metaphysical, I can't do anything in the physical, but I can do something in the metaphysical. And because the metaphysical is actually the 99% realm, it's the larger realm of the two realms that we as humans inhabit. We inhabit the earth plane and the non-physical spiritual plane. And the spiritual plane is actually the larger and more powerful of the two realms. Nothing in the physical realm started without starting in the non-physical first. Everything started in the non-physical first. So in order for it to be in this realm, had to come through the non-physical realm in the first place. That shows you or indicates some level of power that is in the non-physical realm. So I have faith and I have trust within the non-physical realm. And so what I do is I send that prayer and therefore I'm disconnecting with that feeling of feeling helpless and feeling like, wow, this world's going to hell in a handbasket or whatever other thoughts that might start to spiral from the suffering that I have witnessed on the television or through some medium or or, you know, um, like newspapers, magazines, or social media. And then I send that prayer, which then raises my vibration. I then send an energy that that human being, if they are open and available, if they are praying, they are saying, hey, we could do with some help up in here. I have sent a physical energy in the non-physical that they can draw on to help themselves. I now no longer feel so helpless because I have done what I could do in that moment, 
even though that person may never know who I am and are thousands and thousands of miles away from me, I will feel better as a human being that I have done this. And if I can stay in what I call squeaky clean energy, what we wish unto others, we wish unto ourselves. So not only and in that moment, do I elevate myself? But if I go in with the intention that the only reason I pray for other people is to improve my life, it will not improve my life because my energy is not squeaky clean in that more in that moment because I have attached my hope that this will improve my life into the situation. So it's about for me in that aspect, it's prayer is a beautiful, incredible practice in what I call non-attachment, having none of my energy other than the purest of intention that I wish well for another human being. And let me tell you, it's a very beautiful, very incredible practice for you to practice on. And you can use that practice every single day to put some good energy into the world. But I'm going to give you a warning with that practice because it's not as easy as it seems. Sometimes we get all in our head. We overthink. We're like, we start to. And so it is, it is really a practice of bringing that energy and you'll feel when the energy is so aligned inside of yourself because you feel that connection with source. You feel the light of source. And it's a light that years later, when you think back, on moments that you have prayed for other human beings. And if you were in direct alignment with source in that moment, the light that you felt in that moment, you will reconnect with that light and feel it again. But when we are um, disconnecting with that light, then, um, you know, and, and we're doing it for self-fulfilling purposes or nefarious purposes or whatever we're doing it for, um, then we are not where we might get initial burst of light where we feel good and we feel okay. And then years later, we'll look back on that instant and think, mm, maybe that wasn't the best thing. But if we truly practicing this energy from what I call that squeaky clean energy, what will happen is that you'll look back on the moments that you prayed for others years to come, and they will fill you with light once more. Uh, because true light cannot be faked. And so I hope this has given you some more insights into mine and Skylar's um, ideas and concepts of prayer. And so um, it's a beautiful question. We love doing these solo episodes. So if you have more um, questions, then do pop them to us. You can write to us at support at joannahunter.com. We are super excited to see your questions and um, we'll get to as many as we can in this series of solo episodes so please keep your questions coming and I'll speak to you soon <laughs>